The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the scripture upon which it was based. While the content is the same as the homily preached, it has been recreated for the quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When Jesus had driven out a demon, some of the crowd said, By the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he drives out demons. Others to test him asked for a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and house will fall against house. And if Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that it is by Beelzebul that I drive out demons. If I then drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your own people drive them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his palace, his possessions are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks and overcomes him, he takes away the armor on which he relied and distributes the spoils. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of someone, it roams through arid regions searching for rest, but finding none it says, I shall return to my home from which I came. But upon returning it finds it swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings back seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, who move in and dwell there. And the last condition of the man is worse than the first. The Gospel of the Lord I don't know if it was by design or not, but it seems quite appropriate that we are talking about the devil and demons and evil spirits. On this day we celebrate the memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. Since the intercession of Our Lady and praying the Rosary are great ways to combat the devil's minions and the temptations they bring our way. Of course, the first step in that battle is to recognize that the devil, demons, and evil spirits are real and active in our world today, in spite of what so-called enlightened minds may want to tell us. Oh, it's true that many behaviors originally attributed to the devil's influence were later determined to be mental health issues, to be handled by competent psychiatrists and other mental health professionals. However, in the same way that acknowledging death from natural causes doesn't eliminate the reality of murder, neither does the reality of mental illness eliminate the existence and activity of the devil. Anyone who can read scripture should have no difficulty recognizing that truth. But if they insist on denying the existence of the evil one, they do so at their own peril, for he would like nothing better. So moving forward on that basis, I want to focus on the last part of today's gospel, where Jesus talks about the wandering, unclean spirit who returns to neat, tidy house and then brings back seven more wicked spirits, making the person worse off than before. The point being made here is that simply being freed from the unclean spirit's influence while improving the person's immediate situation 
requires the follow-up of believing in the good news and welcoming the conversion message of Christ with an amended life and the pursuit of a deepening faith. So the question is, how does this message apply to us, who hopefully are not harboring an unclean spirit, but are more likely to experience the demonic through temptation and invitation to sin? St. Alphonsus Liguori says that the sermon the devil hates to hear preached the most is the one on the near occasion of sin. So with that in mind, I would like to apply Jesus' warning to our post-confession experience of being freed from our sin and restored to full relationship with God. For it is then that we are called to act not simply to avoid sin, but to pursue elimination of the near occasion of sin in our lives that we often indulge or allow out of ignorance or weakness. From the very beginning, it was the exposure to the sinful opportunity that led to sin. In Genesis, it says that Eve saw that the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eyes before she took it and ate it. Had she run away from the cunning serpent and the forbidden tree, well, you know, things might have turned out differently. It's virtually woven into the fabric of our concupiscence that sin frequently results from the near occasion of sin. And for some reason, while we may act decisively to avoid direct sinful choices, we often fall for the lie that we can skirt the borders of the sin traps without being snared. And while the spiritual direction to limit our voluntary exposure to near occasions of sin is nothing new, Liguori points out that the devil is careful to find pretexts to make us believe that certain occasions to which we expose ourselves are not voluntary but necessary. When the occasion in which we are placed is really necessary, the Lord always helps us to avoid sin. But we sometimes imagine, or dare I say create, certain necessities which are not sufficient to excuse us. Another area of vulnerability occurs when we have had a successful and grace-filled confession experience and believe that we are no longer tempted or affected by the company of a particular person or of a certain location or activity. To this, Liguori tells the story of the bears of Mauritania, who go in quest of the apes who live there. When the bear appears, the apes quickly climb the trees to safety. Then the bear lays down on the ground as if dead and waits for the apes to descend from the trees. And once they do, the bear springs up and devours them. Ligori says it is thus the devil acts. He makes the temptation appear to be dead, but when the soul descends and exposes itself to the occasion of sin, the devil stirs up the temptation and the soul is devoured. So if we take anything away from this scripture today, let it be a firm resolve to avoid not only sin, but the near occasions of sin the devil works so hard to convince us to allow, and employ the spiritual weapon of the rosary and the intercession of our Blessed Mother to help us in our efforts. For as much as the devil may hate this sermon, 
he is terrified of our Mother Mary, who wants nothing more than to crush his head in our defense. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.